We remain focused, and our goal still stands. By the end of 2014, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street will have her own Funko. Take the time out. Sign our petition at www.ipetitions.com slash petition slash Funko for Nancy. All one word. And follow us on our official Funko for Nancy Twitter account at Funko, the number four, Nancy. The following episode features music from the Darrow Chemical Company. Want to hear more? Go to the DarrowChemicalCompany.com. We're really doing this one? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I can see why there was a why not towards Ghostbusters 2. Some people are a little bit mixed on that one. Oh, yeah, but why not Ghostbusters 1? Yeah, why why are we doing a why not? Well, because it's the 30th anniversary. Oh! (laughs) Yes, we are why notting the first Ghostbusters as part of our year-long tribute to Ghostbusters during their 30th anniversary and to get things rolling with our usual why not uh, format. Bill will go through the basic statistics yep. of uh, Ghostbusters. I just like the... Uh, Say that one more time. Yeah. Statistics. Statistics. Oh, you got two and a half. Oh, good. You got average. Oddly enough, if you get more alcohol in them, shit comes out clear. <laughs> I know. I would like to point out, though, that Josh just officially adverbed the title to this show. We are now why nodding something. Why nodding? I love it. Copyright. Nowhere, California. What are you doing? I'm why nodding. Why nodding? <laughs> <laughs> And on that lovely note, Bill, the statistics, please. Ghostbusters opened June 8, 1984. The budget was an estimated $32 million. Now, you want to know the really cool part about that? What's that? Okay. So, Ivan Reimann was trying to determine the budget for Ghostbusters, and he had never done anything of this caliber before. Right. The studio, and the, you know, the studio was asking, like, what's your budget, what's your budget, what's your budget, blah, blah, blah. And so he looked at his last budget for his last film and was like, it's this amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he went, well, I have three more additional actors. So he just took that number that he had, times it by three, so he made four actors, and that's how he got his budget. Now, in retrospect, if he could go back, he probably would have been like, I need money for special effects, I need money for this, I need money for that. Mm-hmm. Not just for the, uh, for the actors, but what that is, that shows you, ladies and gentlemen, that is filmmaking in the 1980s. What's your budget? Uh, I got four actors, I need $40 million. Done and done. And that's when those people came in from, uh, well, they came into Hollywood that... Um, how do we say this delicately? Roam the desert for... With their calculators going In the juice? Why do you have to go there, man? We're so subtle, I was just going to say, they're a kosher. Yeah, we were dancing. We were so subtle with you. You're an crush. For that, we're keeping it. You're a bigot, sir. You are a bigot. After they were so subtle... Oh, I said juice. Juice? Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's asshole now? Boy, reverse racing. Woo! <laughs> uh, well, that's fun. Anywho. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's opening weekend. It grossed $13,612,564. Opening. Now it's... Dom- uh, oh, it's gross. Uh, from September of 1985. This isn't even the domestic gross yet. Was already two hundred thirty-eight million six hundred thirty-two thousand one hundred twenty-four. Yeah. Can you repeat that number? Uh, two hundred thirty-eight million six hundred thirty-two thousand one hundred twenty-four nineteen eighties dollars. 
That is huh. insane. And yeah. I, space program. Yeah. Uh, actually, I guess if you adjust if you adjust it for inflation, uh, it's an insane number. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. If I remember correctly, the fun fact that I heard was an F-14 Tomcat at the time that they made Top Gun cost roughly $18 million to make. So, oh if you look at that as your template, then you're probably making, what, you, you probably made about uh, um, 21, 22 F-14 Tomcats? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, something that's like that. That's good money. That is money. And that's how, that's how the government did Yeah. Yeah. Now, a little fun fact while Greg is uh, looking at this stuff, I, I know I uh, brought it up in the ectopod and brought it up during uh, Harold Ramis's uh, memorial. Uh, speaking but, of which, mm-hmm. uh, we... This is a... Uh, this is somewhat of a joint venture. It's a joint venture. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, we've discussed multiple times on the few, the couple episodes we've done so far of the Ectopod, facebook.com slash the Ectopod, mm-hmm. of discussions of different fun facts and everything of the mm-hmm. original Ghostbusters movie. This one's going to be, this is just going to be a solid discussion of the movie itself through our eyes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm looking forward to that. By the way, I just want to go on record and see those guys from the Ectopod. They might appear pretty cool, but they're actually kind of dicks. Yeah. Well, kind of and you know what? Yeah. Their audio really sucks. Okay, so $238 million, rounded down, what the number was. Now, adjusted for inflation in 2013, because we haven't gone through 2014, so you can't adjust for 2013 right, 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 right. The dollar could go to crap. $525,584,786. Isn't that the Avengers? That's mm-hmm. one of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for opening... What, was that what marketing? Uh, I think that's coming out of the gross, wasn't it? Well, I think it was but No, Avengers ended up over a bill. Yeah. 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 But no, I'm talking about when they were... Oh, right. <laughs> that's a, that, was, that was a dramatic pause of money right there. Yeah. 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 Well, I just wanted to throw that out there because there are so many big box office opuses out there. And this was very unique where it was a comedy and it turned into a monster. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to ban you right now from using words like opus. Opus? Oh, I'm sorry. Because if, if the caliber of listener that we have is anything like the rest of us, <clears throat> oh, yeah? we're all looking at you like, fuck, fuck is opus. opus. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mr. Holland has one. I don't know the rest of us. I just have a lot of respect for you fellas, and I was hoping that you'd just follow me. Why does the guy from Gryffindor's tribe have an opus? Hey, wasn't it a broken toy dildo thing? Huh? <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, I we have managed to drop so many references to other movies. We've been talking about Ghostbusters. We haven't dropped one Ghostbusters. Well, I've dropped this movie. We're in that corner now. Wait, that's a big Twinkie. There you go. There we go. Well, no, the thing is, it's like we have uh, nothing negative to say about it, as of, uh, as of course with most why-nots, but there's a lot that came from this movie. Many, uh, I mean, it's been imitated. Yeah. You know. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a lot of followers, but yeah, uh, not, but even the followers did not handle this the as well as they did. Make it's rich beyond our wildest dreams. Well, speaking and of that. Uh, that is wild. Why don't you... Uh, Go back and tell us again, uh, what was the original concept for the oh, script? The original concept for the script was uh, it was going to involve time travel, oh, yeah. a back to the future kind of thing. Yeah. And they would actually travel through dimensions. And it was going to focus on a specific group, but Ghostbusters was supposed to be a franchise. Yeah. They were like hired firemen or exterminators. They were basically an accepted thing. They were already established. Yeah. And uh, the, the storyline um, actually had the Stay Puff Man uh, come out of uh, the Hudson River um, uh, really early on in the movie. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, there's there's a messenger and stuff like that. And, yes, they were going to travel inside of a 
um, a refrigerator, which was part of the humor of it. Uh, but uh, well, I don't know. survived a nuclear blast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. There you go. There's, there's another reference to another movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, and then that's when they were going to see that. It's like, oh, the traveler has come and stuff like that, and they were all going to you know, uh, still fight this deity, but it was something that was already established and this is what these guys were always hired to do. Yeah. And wasn't it set in the year 2014? It was now in the year 2014, in the future. Kind of That's right. What if were the Ghostbusters? I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Well, well see, we, we got, got two of us out here. Yeah. We got to find a black guy. Yeah. Well, oh my God. Like you yeah. said, two out of the four already had their neutrino ones. And <laughs> uniforms. And uniforms. Uh, I'll be the Louis Tully, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you mean the Jewish accountant? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll be the key master? I'll be the key master. <laughs> All right. I'm not playing gatekeeper again. That shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Part-time key master. <laughs> what was the thing that made them decide not to go with that? Well, the budget. Uh, 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 basically, that concept of dance. Dan Aykroyd's alone. It was his... Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you first name basis with him. Oh, yeah, Dan. Dan. Oh, you know, he's a fucker one time, and I was like, the guy's been in my life for years. It's, I feel like I know him. And you, yeah, I said, I know, I know. You feel the same way, but I know. Mr. Ackroyd. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He came up with this concept, and uh, Ivan Reitman said, uh, no. I can see that. That's like already $80 million. According <laughs> to his weird way of making movies. <laughs> there you go. That's, that, that's the $80 million. <laughs> uh, four actors, time travel, the Hudson River, and some like Jimmy Marshmallow Man. Sacrifice of chicken. $80 million. Done. Do you know how, long, how much time travel costs? What do you expect us to get in a goddamn phone booth and go back in time? <laughs> yeah, and then that was At that just, moment, Alan Winter sat straight up in bed and went, Whoa. I've got an idea. Well, because the whole time travel concept that got, you know, mixed in Hollywood, where do you, how do you think Back to the Future came from? The following year. Yeah. It was going to be a car that traveled. We'll just hire Superman to fly around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Donner did at least close. Exactly. They were were going to jump dimensions and, uh, uh, actually, it was uh, both Ivan, I, Ivan did the budgeting thing, so that won't work, and then, uh, Harold Ramis, um, uh, said, you know what? How about we uh, tell a story about uh, for uh, you know the incarnation scientists, of the scientists. That's the one what we wound up with. Tell a story about three misfit scientists that start a business and uh, and ground it in reality, set it in modern time. Yeah, and, and uh, part of the modern thing, and I will uh, talk about. You know, you, you ever ask yourselves why does this movie hold up so well? No, I just assume it's just because it's brilliant. Yeah, it does hold up well because it is brilliant. It Uh it is such a a one-of-a-kind movie Uh that holds its own. Oh, it is. And you can watch it repeatedly. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think the... I don't know. I just think the test of time is is determined by, Mm -hmm. you know, the... There's nothing so over the top in that that the, yeah, I mean, exactly. like the, the humor is right in your face, but there's so much subtlety to it. Like you know, we, we talked mm-hmm. about how how you know some of those jokes you come back and you just kind of laugh your ass off. <laughs> As you get older, you appreciate the fact that well, it's like, like the, oh, the, the oh, yeah. uh, ghost blowjob joke. Oh 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the dream ghost place. Yeah. Thing. I'm eight years, I'm seven years old watching this thing, apparently. My parents are just like, whatever, you don't understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. never never got that. And there was somebody. Um, Meanwhile, uh, I got my ass beat at 12 watching The Good Son. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's no Elijah Wood, McCulloch Cook, and Blowjob in that. Because no. I was on set for that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Blowjob in that movie. No. But also, too, with the. the <laughs> He was still in the Corey Feldman at that point. <laughs> Think about how I just phrased that. He was still, still in the Corey Feldman. Sometimes that we go to a level where it's like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is, this is all I'm talking about. Yeah, but um, but uh, another thing about the way it holds, it's, it holds its own and stands the test of time. Just like I mentioned before on that show, and I've told you guys before, as TNT always has... Shawshank Redemption, and they have their movies that they just constantly just oh yeah always show. VH1 has became that with Ghostbusters. Yeah, and every time they it's like clockwork. If you look at the schedule, if Ghostbusters one is on, it's going to be on Ghostbusters mm-hmm. two next. Mm-hmm. And I watched it all the way through once. They actually throw the Ray Parker Jr. video in the middle. Yeah, well, that the is commercial break. They did that for VH1 as well. Uh, the VH1 thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the VH1 yeah. and VH1 mm-hmm. classics. Thing. Oh, okay. oh, anytime Ghostbusters is on, it's Ghostbusters one. Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, I remember a long time in 1993 they would constantly play Ghostbusters 2, which I thought was hilarious. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Ghostbusters one, you know, it gets it gets shown a lot. And, yeah. Um, uh, th- but that's one of many reasons it stands the test of time. It's kind of like, um, did you guys ever wa- uh, enjoy watching the Three Stooges? No. Okay. 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 sitting in the. I'm assuming the listeners have listened to a lot of these shows mm-hmm. with us. I'm pretty sure they all know that we're probably like the three students. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm more of the Marx Brothers. But, but you still, you still enjoy an elitist. I like the, uh, the the new movie, and it, it captured the spirit yeah. of the Three Stooges. And I look, could look back and watch the Three Stooges the same way. It's like it, it doesn't. I know, like uh, you know, they're, they're they're like buying hamburgers for like ten cents, just like yeah. I, I love I love how simple that is, uh, but. Also, it stands the test of time, but they're they're a comedic team. Yeah, and oh, the yeah. same thing with the like like uh, Abbott Costello. Say Abbott Costello meet the Wolfman. Right. Yeah. you've got they they took that concept and applied it to this, and uh, you know that's like um, like fifty years later from you know from the black and white comedy era, yeah. and you got this, and it held up really well. It's it's that same kind of feeling, you know. Well, you've got you've got the comedic timing, and you've got the uh, horror elements uh, interjected as well. Well, you're pointing out perfectly there mm-hmm. the casting, the full casting, not yeah, even yeah. just the team. Right, so Jordan Weaver, the cast, uh, Rick Moranis, William Atherton, yeah, uh, you know, even as Peck, uh, as Peck uh, yeah. Annie Potts. Uh, uh, Annie Potts was perfect as that one person, the straight person in this male group, just to be like, you guys oh, have yeah. a job. Go. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. single person uh, had a purpose there. Yeah, and, and really it's, you know, we talk about how they just dominated Saturday Night Live and, mm. um, you know, Harold Ramis with, uh, you know, Second Second City, right? Second, Second City. City. Second City. Second yeah, City. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and, and so you have that fan base that's there. But what I think a big picture that people miss there is that these are comedic geniuses. Mm. I mean, honestly, Bill Murray is considered to be 
Or possibly the funniest man on the planet. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's just... You've got to start following him on Twitter. Absolutely. He's oh, on MySpace page, but I think it's funny. They're like, uh, who's your biggest inspiration? He says, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under here, Bill because under he's Bill Fucking Harry. You know, you have these guys that, that comprise the, the Ghostbusters, and, you know, they're all comedic geniuses and stuff like that. Well, now you throw in Rick Moranis, who... Oh my god! And, and originally it was supposed to be John Candy, but John Candy even said no. This is at my spot. Yeah, yes. no, we wanted to make have somebody, somebody like for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Candy did. We referred. We referred. Yeah, referred. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that said, that "I have somebody that'll do this part perfectly." Yeah. We brought him on set, and I think it was within the first five minutes. Bill, uh, uh, Bill Murray, and uh, Dan Aykroyd were in fucking stitches. They couldn't yeah. stop laughing at the guy. Because he just, he came on, that entire thing, uh, I love that entire scene where he uh, tells everybody that he gave this whole thing as a promotional expense. That's why I invited clients and some friends. You have a good time, Mark? Hey, this is real <laughs> smoked salmon promotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love, yeah. Uh, I mean, he just went off and, uh, <laughs> typical Jew thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I got, uh, you know, I got, mm-hmm. I got the same, what, uh, salicylic acid or whatever yeah. it was. Oh, so 300. I get six years. That was the same price as 300. Exactly. That's just that's just good, you know. That's just good uh, financial sense yeah, and advice. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes on about the thing. Uh, oh man! And oh, when he first when you first meet him, oh Daniel, it's you. Yeah, and then he talks about his workout. Yeah. He goes, I, I have a twenty minute workout on my machine, taped it up at high speed, so I only had ten minutes. I had a great workout. <laughs> you can tell that was an improv line. Oh, absolutely! Especially, I, I don't think it was planned for him to have trouble with the doors. Yeah, he just. I think it was just something like to put. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still, I still, the one line, and it's actually a Sigoni Weaver line mm-hmm. that, I like, from that scene, is when he's like, you know, I, you know, he, he invites her over for the vitamin waters or whatever, yeah. and he says, oh, and she passes on, and she goes, and he goes, oh, okay, well, you know, I always got, you can always come over, I always got this and that and the other thing. She goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you yeah. said this multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in the building that were he's the nice guy in the building, but also to he's a creepy nice guy. Everybody's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, Lewis, uh, I my yeah. apartment's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she, she delivered that so well. And then, oh yeah. Is this one of the apartments she tried to sneak past the the door? Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to do that. And you go, oh, Dana, it's you. Right and that's a good person to start talking about now too is Sigourney Weaver yeah. such a dramatic actress and mm-hmm. action actress to jump into that comedic world did you guys hear about her audition you no. want to know how she got landed the role because she, she was really brought up the, that she should grow out like a dog and yeah. she should do everything at, in that and she got up on the table on the table, table on Ivan <laughs> Reitman's table and started going <sighs> like that and she got the part it got her yeah, yeah, she did she's feisty it got her the part but Sean Young busts into the casting director's office dressed as Batman dressed as Catwoman oh, sorry what is that yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, Sigourney at least owned it. Oh, Sigourney well, That's where the whole dog thing. Yeah. Know, uh, oh, or even the scene when her, uh, Bill shows up for the date. Oh, and yeah. And she's just tripping balls, basically. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, that, that, that entire... Uh, the levitating above the bed. and Oh, God. See, and, yeah. and it seems like that that actually give you a glimpse into, <clears throat> you know, like the, the real Peter Venkman... Yeah. I, said, I mean, you get the big man who's jokes and laughs and all yeah. that and all that stuff. And likes to be, you know, cocky and all that stuff. But there's mm-hmm. a few moments, like in the library when they first see the ghost, and he's like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, like, you, you have no answer for that. 
So when he went, you know, when she's floating above the bed, and he's like, please come down. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's some gender moments where you're like, like, I don't want to you know, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, especially without even delivering. Remember when uh, Dan um, Aykroyd, he, he delivers the line, ooh, smells like barbecue dog hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bateman, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just forgot. You just see everything. Yeah. Yeah, Peter doesn't say a thing. Well, that still shows the brilliance of Bill Murray. Oh, it is! He didn't have to say anything. And, um... And, and the and chemistry between the cast, too. Oh, absolutely. And more of that subtlety there. And, um... Now, their introduction, when you first saw them in gear, that was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Right? They come in, they got all the little doodads on mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, I... I I, I still I still squee every time I see that, and that was kind of the adrenaline rush that uh, Ivan had when he first saw them with the gear. He goes, "Oh, we got something here." Oh yeah, he just he, he had this he had this feeling. You'd have to be blind, deaf, and dumb not to realize, oh, there, this is going to be something big for ever. Oh, exactly. Not just a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so you're going to have to teach my fucking technologically inept ass mm-hmm. how to. Find somebody up Find here. fucking Bill Murray out here because everything that I'm finding out here is just suck ass. I can't just, I'm Well, on further investigation, Bill Murray is not on Twitter. Yeah, sorry guys. Sorry. You mother... But you know what? You got our hopes high. That guy was really funny, but you just lost a follower, motherfucker. Well, yeah, I'm a turd. Why be at Bill Murray and say, I'm a parody account? Why don't you just go at not Bill Murray like that not Will Ferrell guy does? And that guy has... 20,000 followers. Yeah, see, that was the thing. He, that, it says right in the title, not Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell follows him. Yeah, yeah that was that's gonna, that's something that pissed me off in the, in like the late 90s and early 2000s when you know everybody was snatching up web domains. Mm-hmm. Was, people would buy up every celebrity name they could find, oh, yeah. which granted for some who were that fucking narcissistic would, you know... But it's a legal way to extort yeah. the celebrities, though. Exactly. I, will, I, I bought BritneySpears.com, and now I'm going to sell it to you for $100,000. For, yeah, for $100,000. I got yeah. it for 10 bucks. And if you don't buy it, then no I'm going to make it into a psychotic porn yeah. site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, I, I hate people like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the trolls and everything on the internet suck. We do have to cross that bridge again. But let's uh, delve into three key points of Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. The Let's start with the first job, the, the, library, the, the scene. library scene. Now, that's really... Important. Well, it's not... i got to correct myself there. It is not the first job. No, it's not their job, but it's an investigation. Yeah. It's the first time they encounter actual... Yeah. Manifestation. Mm-hmm. And that classic, what do we do now? Yeah. Get it! Yes, yes. exactly. Now, it's a real important scene because we've already been, at this point, introduced to two of our leading players, uh, Ray Stans and Peter Wagner. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, this first investigation is important because we learn of our, uh, you know, the, the big fear. Yeah. We our, our third, we get introduced to Egon Spangler, the brains of the outfit. Mm-hmm. And we figure out the bigger brains of the outfit. Actually. Exactly, probably you know the the, the the more brilliant of the three, yeah. uh, of the three scientists. And um, <clears throat> they, you know they go out there and they uh, they, they investigate. You get uh, in this entire scene, you get to figure out what these guys are all about. Yeah. They, they are scientists that work for the university. I mean, it's not it's not too hard to, you know, to follow. Yeah. And then you get the aftermath of this investigation where uh, Bakeman, Bill Murray, gives the rundown to the librarian, mm-hmm. asking her the important questions of... Uh, where are you from originally? Where are you from originally? Any mental health issues in your family? Are you menstruating? Yeah, uh, to the lady, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, are you menstruating? Alice. Yeah, to Alice, Alice the librarian. And the other librarian's like, what is My that? uncle called it a St. Jerome. I call that a big yes. Yeah. 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 
Uh, are you uh, using stimulants, alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just asking. <laughs> are you Alice menstruating right now? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Would, that, would that be too uh, early to bring up the uh, trivia? Yeah, go right ahead. Well, uh, now, this is really funny. Here's an actually uh, a very interesting uh, uh, piece on that. A period piece? <laughs> you're right, Josh, and you're going to burn him out. <laughs> okay. A bloody riot. You're killing me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this is only here on Nowhere, California. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we laugh about menstruation. Okay. We're in the well, it was a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. There's no bloody lecture. Okay, sorry. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're giving me grief in your seat. But interviewing Alice, the librarian, Peter at one point asks her if she is currently menstruating. Uh, to which the shock librarian asks, what does that have to do with anything? And Bill Murray says, back off, man, I'm a scientist. From a psychological and parapsychological standpoint, it's a valid question. In parapsychology, there is some correlation between menstrual cycles and latent telekinetic powers. And from the psychology side, uh, Alice, an older woman, may have been going through menopause, which in very rare cases causes psychotic breaks or blackout periods. In context, Peter was determining if Alice might have actually caused the disturbance herself, either physically or though, uh, or with uh, or through psychic powers. I fucking knew it. So, um, right, yeah. My so, grandma actually mm-hmm. had a break in her psyche and had to have electric shock. Oh my god! Because of her period. She had a psychotic break. Because <laughs> you guys are fucking nuts on your period. <laughs> Crazy. Just shake up, fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it just went quiet. We went to the Ghostbusters. She's gonna be the top of these coke stories. Let's talk about periods and electric shock. Ghostbusters and menstruation. What is the connection? Well, let's see. We can tie that in. There were electric shocks in Ghostbusters. I don't know if we getting electric shocks. You're pissing me off! Yeah, you probably shouldn't have a period, then you little bitch. Um, I guess now to move away from the library, I guess we can go into the the debut of Slimer. Oh, yeah, the Cedric Hotel. Where we first, I love that. I love that. So good. Yes, it's one of the best sequences in film oh, history. Honestly. It is the entire scene in the Sedgwick. Uh, everything from uh, meeting, uh, you know, me, uh, meeting the concierge yeah. and everything, and the whole build-up and everything that they're doing, and they're BSing him, going, "Oh, we handle this kind of thing all the time." Yeah. it's like you don't want to say, "Who are you, your first customer?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just a man, man, girl. Holy hell! Um, uh, and then the guy at the elevator going, "What are you guys here for?" Supposed to be some yeah. cosmonaut? Uh, no, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on twelfth. That's got to be some cockroach. Light your head off, man. Yeah. yeah, that that actually contains my favorite scene with Harold Ramis. Oh yeah, which is the. Switch, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, we're oh, ready. Each one of us is carrying an unlicensed nuclear particle accelerator on our backs. Back. Yeah. But, uh, better switch me on. And as soon as he does, it's Egon's creation, and he pushes Bill Murray into the corner. Yes. yes. To get away from the And that accelerator firing up, I think, is the greatest, um, it's the greatest sound in Hollywood history. Oh, oh yeah. I, uh, quite, quite I, I rank it up there with, with my favorites. The sound of the TIE fighters, the mm-hmm. sound of the, uh, the, the X-Wing, the whack, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, different sound effects like that. Of course, and then there's that. You guys are probably as filmmaker, uh, Doug. You'll probably know this one. Um, the 
the famous scream. Wilhelm scream. The Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm scream. Every damn movie. Mm-hmm. It's got to rank right up there with those. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. I was listening to an interview with, a, with an Emmy Award winning sound designer and mixer and composer, and he was just like, you know, I get these young filmmakers coming because I'll do a lot of stuff cheap or pro bono just because I, I like to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, and they'll be like, can I put in the Wilhelm scream? He's like, no, stop it. Leave it alone. Stop with the Wilhelm scream. And then at 5 o'clock, they go home. If I were one, I turn around and delete the little home screen out of the movie. That's right. I'll never notice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's absolutely right. But you know it as soon as you hear it. As soon as you hear that damn sound. So. Oh, yeah. It was even in Man of Steel, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah there's, I mean, it's in, I think, probably... Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, 85, 90% of all the films. Now, quick off color question about, like, the Lone Ranger. When he gets hit with an arrow, are they trying to recreate. Off color question about the Lone Ranger? Off topic. Sorry. (laughs) No, but were they trying to recreate or create their own world on screen when he gets hit with the arrow? He goes, ah! You know, I think he was. I've seen it imitated a few times, things like that. I think that was more just kind of. N- not a normal reaction to getting hit with an arrow. I know. Like, you're going to scream, but also, too, n- everybody's not going to just scream, like, ah! Oh, no, no. Just okay. go, ah! I, uh, I, I, I have seen, like, sequences where they, you know, scramble that together, and it's just a lot of fun. Oh, but, yeah. Um, you know, just a little soundboard question there, and I yeah. think, I was like, well, will we hear that in any other movies yeah, exactly. in the future? I don't know. But, but back uh, to the yeah, back to the film. Um, um, the reveal of uh, Slimer. Oh, yeah. D- uh, Bill Murray was the first one to initially no, see him, right? No, no, no he's staying. Ray does. Which is a cigarette hanging off his lip, mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me oh, uh, because, yeah. you know, from the from the library sequence where they're like, oh, it's here. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. To them being fully armed now with everything mm-hmm. that they need to defend themselves against mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray is the one carrying the most equipment. He's the heavy tank of the group. He's yeah, got all goes on and the trap. He's got everything with him. He's got yeah. everything he needs and he walks around the corner and almost shits himself. Yeah. yeah. Then Slimer's sitting there like, Vic Vic Moon! And just oh, freaks and out. And he goes, I have to hold it myself. Yeah. And he's, you know, trembling while firing up the thing again right. and then uh, shooting and missing. And watching him, um, you know, not only is the blast awesome, but also the way the ghost fades into the wall, leaving that slime. Yeah, yeah, it slaps fun. right into it. Yeah, it is. Th- that is great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was. This is where we see a lot of that. Uh, you know those. Uh, you know those. Those little. You know some of them practical effects. I hear like a lot of the flying shots. I think they just painted a peanut green. And you know, uh, and shot right, right, yeah, yeah. across screen, yeah, it, it really funky. Which is is good because I think you get better quality for stuff like that, where you don't have some dude behind a, a computer yeah. doing everything, and he can. I should add a little bit of splash of green here, yeah, to, to draw up this green because this would seem more real, you know. Exactly. It was green, 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 and throw it across the screen. Let's see how it works. Exactly, and it was it was beautiful. And then after that, we have. Uh, you know, so like I said, uh, almost a uh, play-by-play. Yeah. It's great. Egon is with his PK meter walking around. He gets a reading off a guy, and he pokes at mm-hmm. him, yeah. you know, to make sure he's solid. And then we get to one of my favorite uh, movie scenes ever is where Peter gets lost. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and he calmly reaches for his... Oh, no, actually, he's a little shaky. He grabs the walkie-talkie goes, Come in, Ray, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I'll do a little spot in me. Yeah. I think you can hear you, Ray. Ray. Yeah, and then it's the only time you really see Peter Venkman lose his shit. Yeah, he goes, ah, the only time he he loses his smile, he loses 
Ever he lost his smile. Uh, I think the best yes. part about it is he broadcasts the whole thing. He's rolling back and forth on the ground. He's like, oh, oh, oh. slime me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> spitting it out. <laughs> and both the scientists, it's like, that is great actual physical contact. Can you move? Not, you know, are you all right? No. No. And then it's the same thing when he yeah. goes, I'm with Bateman, he got slime. That's great, Ray, save some for me. <laughs> but that whole, I feel so funky. Oh, yeah. And then, it's, it, again, it's that whole sequence in the Cedric, uh, Cedric is uh, where you, when you get down to the ballroom, uh-huh. is where you get to see Peter once again, like a victim, yes. hiding out. That's him. That's the one that's 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 Tattling on him, yeah. And then you get the. I think that's when you get the initial reveal of like uh, don't cross the the streams. All the exposition, all the exposition that's uh, that 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 will play later in the movie. It's all there. Yeah, but see, and those sequences are something that that I when I go back and I watch it, Mm -hmm. I love. You know that somebody didn't overthink it enough. There was like, wait a minute, okay, I forgot to tell you about this. I know we're just going into this for the first time. Here's some of the shit that I forgot to tell you. Yeah. You know, and if you think about the weeks that they had leading oh, yeah. up to their first, yeah. you know, their first job, they went into They could have tested. Uh-huh. They could have. I mean, they could have just tested to see how we. They could have done none of this crap had been tested. Well, they were always like, we made it, yay! Yeah. 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 They were probably also thinking like, when will we actually get a job? They, <laughs> they thought it was a miracle that they got a call. Yeah. They got ex- excited. Yeah. It's a call. Yeah. And they slide down, and he's like, come on, come on. And, and the next when it pops. Egon's mind. Oh, wait a second! Don't cross them. See, and that's that's another thing that you can tie with the, the Ghostbusters. None of them are afraid to. All of them are just absolutely willing to charge into everything headfirst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Egon throws everything together. None of it gets tested. Ray says, "I got an idea. Get her." Yes, and then charge right in. Vigman seeing one ghost after. Hey, you've been chasing every. You know. You know, every every uh, what is it? Schizo girls asking if they have a paranormal experience. Exactly. He does that whole sequence, and after seeing one ghost, he's like, "That's it. That's it. We need to make a company, and we need yes. to bust ghosts on a full time basis." Even though there's only proof of one. Yeah. Ever. And they all just charge it head first, and that I think is what lends its hilarity. You know, the, oh, the, the, hilarity, the hilarity that's in those sequences. You know, especially, it's like how much you don't realize that they're they're needed. That uh, actually, all the supernatural activity is all tied to Dana's building. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, because you uh, you pick up. Oh, that's another thing. After the Sedgwick, after we they successfully capture Slimer for the first time. Nice segue. Oh, uh, what's up? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, you you get the montage scene where they're going around and all the, all the all the celebrity cameos they are giving really key points that more sightings have been reported. Some maintain the Larry King. Yeah. Oh yeah, all of them. They're they're letting you know it's like wait a minute why why is there all why is all this happening and it's all key. It's like you know the and even uh, you know. Um, <clears throat> You know something bad is actually going down. Yeah, well, and they also say specifically, like geographically, the eastern seaboard is alive with talks of paranormal activity. Yes. yes, there you go. And you know, and so that's that's a big thing. Is you, you know, it's all the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. Right? And well, that's what it seems to be happening anyway. So yeah, um, it's, it's all tied there. Yeah, but you know, that's uh, <laughs> just everything that leads up to that. I think is is what really defines. <clears throat> Who these guys are going to be throughout the film? Oh, yeah. it, it is, and it was—it's it uh, terrific. It so, so, so funny. 
it, it, it is. And then um, I got to add the addition of Ernie uh, Hudson, <coughs> uh, uh, a Ghostbuster that comes in late in the game. Yeah. And then he joins. And honestly, a blue collar guy too. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. Yeah, the other man. Yeah, this is the guy we're supposed to actually need a job. I don't give a shit. I'll believe in whatever you tell me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, his character was downplayed. I mean, we're talking downplayed a lot, but yet still made an impact. And the thing is, he held his own when um, at the very end, where you know he's suiting up with the rest of the guys. I mean, he had been on the job for just a couple of weeks, yeah. but he's going to help these guys that he barely knows, really. Uh, save the world. Yeah, and um, I, I admire the fact that you know it's kind of like, oh, it's a shame that Winston's not in the rest of the movie, but it almost doesn't matter, right? Because now he integrates so perfectly. He did. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Basically, as soon as the shit's about to hit the fan, it's a perfect time to just slip the new dude in. It, 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 it was. I mean, they had the they had the manpower and and, and everything, and uh, I always uh, consider him. You know, just it's like it's just a staple. It's like, oh, there's always four Ghostbusters. Started up as three. Uh, but then at the end, there's four, and it yeah. didn't really bother me that much. It, uh, it flowed. Yeah. It flowed just perfectly. Well, uh, it makes sense that they brought on a fourth person with the workload that they had. Yeah. It makes sense that they brought on a fourth person. I think given given enough time in between the hiring of Winston and the whole Zool coming back, mm-hmm. I think that we would have seen more and more people get hired. I yeah. just think that Zool came too like Zool came quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard that about Zool. But, um, they would have had more people, but just everything went down. But they would have ended up hiring more people. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, and then I get you know more people than franchises. Yeah. yeah. It, worked. it would have worked according to plan. Yeah. 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 And then with the now that we've uh, brought Zool into the mix, let's uh, go to Dana's apartment building. Yeah. The, what, it was the, the high rise. The, the high rise building. What was the technical name for the place? The technical name for it was the. Um, it was a uh, 55 Park West, but it was otherwise known as Spokes Center. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but that, 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 yeah. So basically, the uh, building was a huge superconductive antenna that was supposed to open this gateway yeah. and allow Gozer to pass through, yeah, and then affect our world. So be good. The good news say, whoa, somebody's coming. <laughs> yeah, I have to get my own lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, uh, we, we got Gozer into the mix, and uh, now the way they deal with this deity, I mean, you've got, once again, now you've got four misfits. It's still pretty funny. They're going up against a god. <laughs> They're going up against a god. Yeah. Do they really have a shot? <laughs> I mean, it's it's really uh, hilarious when you see it, but there they are. They're, they're, they're ready to just jump in, just like everything else. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Uh-huh. And it's much like the whole, like, you know, cause and effect thing. Yeah, yeah. Would Gozer have come if the Ghostbusters hadn't come around? Um, or like the fact that... It would have been yes, yes. the end of the world. The wheels were already in motion because okay. Dana gets... It's like, it's like the Matrix thing. Like, you know, oh. Neo knocks over the pot because she says something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, she says, well, now mm-hmm. the bigger question is, is, would you have still knocked it over and I not told you about it? Now, that's uh-huh. the thing. Actually, I think the Ghostbusters slowed it down because shit didn't start hitting the fan until the containment unit blew up. And then yeah. all, everything, well, all the energy at once went to the building. Yeah. You know, but the thing is... With the Ghostbusters catching it, there's no, there's not enough supernatural activity going to that building, so they probably could have stopped it, maybe put it off. But which is, would explain why there was more and more and more ghost sightings. Exactly. Bringing it in, it was now, everything just kind of it 
Well, it's in the floodgates. Yeah, exactly. It was a it was a magnet that was supposed to attract all the supernatural. It's like in it's like in Buffy the that they were love that and Buffy's hometown is because mm-hmm. they love that Hellmouth. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I just fucked up Buffy. No, no, I would have done that too. That's why I enjoyed Buffy because I'm like, oh, it's Spook Central. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do the exact reverse because I, I say that's Spook Central because Ghostbusters came first. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Buffy is new to the Ghostbusters. Yeah. To Ghostbusting. But, uh, that, but yeah, that's what it is. They would have slowed it and maybe slowed it up to maybe 10 years because there's got to be ghosts that would escape through well, yeah. you know, the cracks. But that's when the fucking EPA. Yeah, when the, when the do, yeah when the doo doo really hit the fan was when the uh, doo The doo doo. Of all the things to censor yourself on, <laughs> doo Crap! Shit! Kaka! Doo doo kaka pee pee. <laughs> all of that <laughs> hit the fan. Yeah. Um, when uh, the container unit blew uh, blew up, and uh, before the Ghostbusters were around, Dana was already being terrorized by uh, by Zool in the fridge. Yeah. So all, yeah. everything was already in motion. You know, it's it's not like the uh, it's not like the people that try to argue that Indiana Jones's presence in uh, Raiders is it Raiders? Yeah. And yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's like you know he actually doesn't do anything. They would have found and killed themselves anyway. You know, a lot of people argue that. Yeah. But you can't really do that with the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters were not the cause. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I hope we'll leave that like that. The philosophical, yeah, I was going to say a philosophical standpoint. No, no, I, I enjoyed that because <clears throat> I, I, I did talk about that. But it's a very strong final act. They're yes. going up against a, uh, uh, a god. Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, now they try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, started. Very much There you go. Yeah, yeah they, especially in high def, I didn't realize how much glitter is on that face. Yeah, yeah. Um, it they, was the 80s. <laughs> they fire on her, and uh, the equipment, even at full stream, I don't think actually works. And then we get the yeah crossing of the stream. <laughs> I had to bring up exactly if you look at take that whole sense I kind of kind of how bad that sounds. They fight on her, and the equipment, even at full stream, didn't really do anything. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen the porno nut buster? That's exactly Some what they women you just can't please. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, choose the form of the destructor. This yeah, and then we get some fluffy white stuff all over the city. Oh, my God. Somebody nutted all over the place. Again, Money again. shot the movie. You know what? Uh, yeah. You know, again, I, I got to say, there's... That that was that scene contains my favorite Venkman scene. Oh yeah, the when he just rips Ray a new ass. Oh god, yeah. what? What is it, Ray? Yeah. yeah, what did you do, Ray? Yeah. Oh, oh god. shit. Yeah, that is great. And um, you know, and actually, uh, Ray's idea wasn't that bad because the thing is, he chose something very slow, and it was corporeal. Now yeah. that it's made of ecto, it can be dealt with. Yeah. And uh, but but the thing is, it's still uh, with with no containment unit. The creatures uh, well, that that came up, it's too big to trap. Yeah, well, there was so, no way they were going to trap the the Stay Puft Man. Yeah, no, they do that much later. Yeah, uh, in the comic book, and the cartoon, uh, yeah. in the cartoon. But yeah, but at this point, it's he's way too big. To they trap. just got to roast him. Yeah, so. Egon comes up with the plan that, hey, we're going to, you know, remember that thing that I told you we shouldn't do? We're going to do it. Yeah. Because we're going to get fucked anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because if it goes through the other thing, the plan. The, plan the door is, goes both ways. Yeah. The plan is to actually destroy the demon dimension. Yeah. There, uh, thereby destroying Gozer because there's nothing to tie her, uh, tie uh, Gozer to that world in this. So they cross the streams. Big old action like explosion. 
and that is that is the climax. Yeah, that is the climax, and that is Ghostbusters. Yeah. So that was basically an epic why not. It is. It, my, my favorite movie. Yeah, if it's everybody Ghostbusters. Can, it's if everybody can tell. Yeah. It, it's a, well, I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's really kind of a good idea that it was all four of us doing this, considering it's all four of us who do the ectopod. Yeah. yeah. So it was like... It, you it's know, Ghostbusters. It's, it's going to be us. It's got to be all... It's got to be us. It's got to be all four of us. Right. So I'll say it right now before we go into the recommendation portion. Just simply... If you're asking yourself why not Ghostbusters, check your polls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So now with every why not, we end with some rapid fire recommendations. And this time around, we're going to be recommending supernatural movies. So I'll let Bill go first. All right. I would recommend uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake, uh, Haunted Mansion, and uh, the, uh, the, the original Fright Night movie. Uh, one of my teachers in film school was the guy who was the director of the original of the remake of House on Haunted Hill. No kidding, really? Nice. Yeah, Bill Malone. Oh my god, that's yeah. awesome. Kind of a dick. No, he's <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. I really like yeah. him. It's just, it, I, that was just my way of giving him shit. No, it, was, it was like if I can give you a play-by-play look on Doug's face just now, it was like, oh shit, what if you heard this? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, thank you for listening, sir. Yeah, <laughs> hey, shut. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go actually go with a show. Um, Supernatural the show. Oh, okay. Ten episodes into season one, and it's really fucking good. Oh, so, season one? Yeah. That's a really good show, and the, the staying power of the show has proven that the strength of it. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's great. The characters are interesting, um, but my, my personal favorite is the first five seasons. Yeah. After you fight the devil, the spoilers, uh, where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you should have told Doug to plug his ears. Oh, that's fine. Oh, it's the journey. It's been going on for almost ten years. Exactly. I think it would have been greater. I think it would have been greater to see Doug. Doug his phone across the room and fucking walk off with his hand okay. over like the table. Thanks, Bill. Thanks so much. Doug knows that life is a journey, not a destination. Right. <laughs> Dude, the Titanic sank. Bill Bruce Willis was actually really dead. What? Uh, Kevin's mom made it home at home alone. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Damn. on Jen dies. His oh, father. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Squid's Polydor's Kevin Spacey David Carradine should have not got that board yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rosebud was a sled yep. she finds Bill in the end and kills him with the five five moves of doom yeah mm-hmm. yeah huh. skeleton <laughs> fucking she gave him an answer oh my recommendations um, I'm gonna say um, the Evil Dead trilogy mm-hmm um, I will say. Oh, what was uh, um? Uh, now that's more sci-fi than it is anything. No, 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 no. I was gonna say signs. Uh, no, no, no. It's supernatural. It's, it's sci-fi supernatural. Uh, it works. It's scary as shit because it was supernatural. Well, yeah. yeah. It works. Um, okay, the original Poltergeist. Oh, yes. Yeah. Original Poltergeist and um. Oh, 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 oh let me see. I will say the uh, I will say the original House on Haunted Hill. Vincent Price, it's actually pretty good. It is. You know, I, I will, I will the, my, the guy who directed that was actually a teacher at my high school. Fuck. It's got his old knees at the end of his life. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I, just a quick little side story about that one. It was my daughter and her girlfriend came over here, and my, yeah, my daughter loves me. And there you go. Let's get it out of the way. Well, it's fun, okay. um, she, she's over here with her girlfriend, and they're watching. Uh, they're watching House on Haunted Hill. Remake or the original? No, the original. Nice. And um, there's the scene where. The kind of the like, creepy dummy thing comes out. Oh, and, yeah, the scary. Yeah. No, it's oh, just like the oh, dummy. Yeah, 
comes right out of the wall to, to skin shit in a horrible practical effect, but it was, it, you know. Yeah, it was back in the day. It was back in the day. It was back in the day. So it comes rolling out and scares the living shit out of the actress in the film, and also happened to scare the living shit out of my daughter's girlfriend, too. And she was the one who was scoffing at it, going, hey, this isn't going to be scary. It's like the 50s. What is possibly going to be? Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best. Oh, and Psycho. I will say Psycho. Well, does that count as supernatural? Because it actually happens in the realm of... Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. count it. Because you, you got to because I don't have to try to have the argument. Yeah. But he's, also, he's hearing the voices of his dead mother. Yeah, so it's arguable that there could be a supernatural influence. Yeah, there is definitely a supernatural influence on that. Um, I guess to roll with mine, my first recommendation would be it. Stephen King's it. Oh, God. That oh, one. God. Oh, God. That yeah. one was a good supernatural one. They float. Yeah. yeah. And then also to The Shining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also to to wrap it up, uh, I mean, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. The Crow series. Oh yeah. I would count oh, yeah. The three Crow movies. I'm not counting Wicked Prayer. No, 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 no. Nobody counts Wicked Prayer. Tara Reid can be a David Dale. I'm gonna have to talk to her about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our recommendations, and just always ask yourself why not. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Of all the things to censor yourself on. Crap! Shit! Kaka! Doo doo kaka pee pee.